Welcome to 6-Minute Stories, where you hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 6, you will hear stories from our seventh collection, Twists and Turns. Find links to 6-Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at randalljones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. The Tattoo by Brooke Dupree It was skate night for my daughter's fourth grade class, and since it was close to Halloween, the kids were encouraged to dress up. Travis, my husband, took pictures of Caroline donning her new llama costume at the skating rink door. When we stepped inside, the smell of old metal and stale popcorn hit my nose, taking me back to my own skating days. We saw only a few tables, the old kind typical of skating rinks, with wooden bench seats curved around both sides of the table. We stood watching Caroline on the rink with her rented skates holding on to the rail. Although nervous, she soon spotted a few classmates. Other parents also loitered about, chatting, taking pictures. This wasn't my scene. I hated school functions, still do. But parenting, right? We looked for a place to sit. Travis noticed two women at a four-person table. He asked if we could join them. Oh, sure said the dark-haired woman on the end. We sat uncomfortably opposite them. After light introductions, Melissa, we learned, was there with her children. Our backgrounds were similar, and she was as wary of school functions as I was. As we spoke, Melissa noticed my artistic type 1 diabetic tattoo on my right wrist. It's meant to catch the attention of medical emergency personnel should they find me unconscious. She asked politely if I was type 1, the common phrase used among fellow diabetics, mostly to differentiate type 1s from the type 2s, whose diseases are different. Yes, for almost 30 years, I said, glancing at my wrist. I was leery at the prospect of having to describe my disease to a stranger. To me, my diabetes was like a neighbor's barking dog. We didn't get along. Even though I knew it well, I had no control over its constant noise-making. By the time I turned 35, I had my share of surgeries on my eyes, hands, and fingers, and began experiencing the first stages of gastroparesis, paralysis of the nerves of the stomach lining, which would have meant a lifelong feeding tube. Literally, this disease was getting on my nerves. But the daily struggle of controlling diabetes for three decades was mentally draining. Glucose monitoring, insulin boluses, and unpredictable episodes of high and low blood sugar had taken their toll and spawned bouts of depression and wretched mood swings. Melissa told us that her husband had type 1. Of course, I took this to mean past tense and offered my condolences. Oh, no, she said, smiling. He had a pancreas transplant about eight years ago. No more diabetes. What? I thought. I felt slightly numb. I asked Melissa to repeat this bit about the pancreas transplant. I wasn't sure I heard that right. 
Melissa explained that her husband had a new pancreas from a donor, and basically the diabetes was, poof, gone. The concept of being diabetes-free rattled me. Skeptical, I quizzed Melissa intensely. She patiently answered, while Travis mostly listened and Googled about what she said. We exchanged phone numbers. When skate night ended, the dusty parking lot was dark. Other parents were leaving as well, headlights skimming over the other cars, beaming toward the road. Perched in the front seat, I thought, unbelievable. I felt betrayed by my many doctors and specialists over the years. I despised doctor's visits. They filled my schedule and drained my bank account. Good news from my physicians was rare and often consisted of scolding and finger-pointing. Diabetes was the reason I was the outcast in middle school. Why Caroline's birth was difficult, the cause of a lot of lifelong turmoil. I asked Travis, do you think I should? And before I could finish, he interrupted. Yes, yes, I think you should at least look into it. But all you can do is ask. We will figure out the rest. So I did not see it then, the serendipitous meeting with Melissa in a skating rink where I did not want to be. And especially since I'd spent most of my life trying to hide my T1D. The inked words on my wrist were just one of many tattoos I have, but this one was the only one I did not and could not cover up. I'd barely had it a year before that night. It wasn't until eight months later, after my own pancreas transplant and being diabetes-free, that I would realize the unexpected gift that cursive, scrolly tattoo would provide me. I no longer have type 1 diabetes. Blood sugar monitoring and insulin injections have been replaced with a simple medication regimen. I no longer deal with diabetes pain, legs, eyes, or mental drainage from the worry over highs and lows. The tattoo, however, is still there. I have considered getting it redone, but then a stranger will point it out. You have type 1? Actually, I say, I had diabetes. Copyright 2022, Brooke Dupree. Brooke Dupree earned a BA in English from the University of South Carolina, an MA in writing from Coastal Carolina University, and an MFA in creative writing from Queens University. Her personal essay, All the Leaving Times, can be found in Soren Lit magazine. When she is not dutifully working on her memoir or sharing the parenting task of a teenage daughter, Brooke can be found teaching English composition at one of the local colleges or universities in the Greenville, South Carolina area. Brooke loves to read, travel, and tell stories. Thank you for listening to another Six Minute Story. You can read them all in the seven anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's R-A-N-D-E-L-L-Jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next Personal Story Publishing Project. And remember, everybody loves a good story. <laughs>